Today's very special live episode of Tales of the Voidfair is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you're going to get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co. And be sure to tell them Tales of the Voidfarer sent you. Hey everyone, Nick Urasiva here. Today's episode was recorded live at Con on the Cob this past weekend and features some very special guests, Justin Curry, Juice Lee, and Cliff B. Check out links to their social media and the cool stuff they do down in the show notes. And a huge shout out to our producer, Tom Goldthwaite, who provided live musical accompaniment this episode. All the music you're about to hear was performed and recorded live at the con in real time while we were playing. And since I didn't fully explain it on the recording, for this live show, I had the audience fill out prompt cards asking them for NPC names, insults, and articles of clothing that I pull periodically throughout the episode. So when the extra silliness from that shows up, you can blame the audience, not me. This was our very first time recording in person, live in front of an audience, and it was an absolute blast. So we hope you enjoy the show. And I am now officially recording. We don't need to go down the line and say I'm recording individually to sync up the tracks because it's doing it automatically. I am recording. Well, you I just started. God that. damn it. You totally just started. You shouldn't How have said anything. Yeah. It's like it's like say, hey, don't push the button. Don't yeah. push the button. And then people push the button. You're like, I told you not to push the button. Showtime. Good luck not thinking of an elephant, Nick. Yeah. What do you yeah. do? Right. You're now breathing on manual. <laughs> in and out i can't believe you would disrespect the derailed process like this nick right uh anyway hi con on the cop yeah hi uh for those of you that don't know which i'm pretty sure is like mostly no one in this room <laughs> we are a um DD 5th edition Spelljammer podcast. In fact, an any nominated now as of the last couple months, which is still surreal to say. Um, but yeah, so um, I guess our podcast is good. I don't know. You be the judge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not from this episode, right? <laughs> uh, you don't know what's in my notes. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, before we jump into things, um, we are joined by a handful of guests that we will introduce real quick, and then we will jump right into the show. Uh, first up, we have uh, Justin Curry. Hi, Justin. Uh, hello, everyone. How are you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> He's all sultry and, and just like, you know, you're getting the mood right. Just... Getting the mood right. We're, we're about to... Shenanigans are about to go yeah, the, down. The keyboardist, needs to, right. the keyboardist uh, needs to play him in, so it's just like, <laughs> make it alluring. Oh, See, there it is. Yeah, there, there it is. Oh, you play Justin's theme? I love this song. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, we are also joined by Juice Lee. Hi. See, I got nothing. <laughs> you got nothing. It's like okay. nothing at all. Uh -huh. it's like, and, who is that guy? <laughs> yeah. uh, and then finally, last but certainly not least, Cliff B. Hello, I'm Cliffy B. Yeah, if you listen to Derailed Podcasts, you've heard Cliff's voice before on uh, Fables Around the Table. And 
taverns, travels, and tests. We don't talk about that. Oh, (laughs) I'm sorry. I brought it up. Uh, (laughs) But anybody, anyway, anybody, anybody? Is there anybody out there? Are you guys ready to play some Dungeons & Dragons? Yeah. Yes. Let's do it. Yes. And uh, Tom cued the theme. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And while that's happening, I will pull up my notes. Nicholas. <laughs> Me walking over and getting paper from my good buddy Cliff because <laughs> I'm a good DM that absolutely prepared everything I need. <laughs> Exterior. Space. Mm. <laughs> 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 credits. <laughs> Roll credits. We see a small tradesman ship this small seafaring looking vessel except for the fact that it is traveling among the stars it has a dorsal fin like top sail and two boom masts that extend off to either side giving it a fish like appearance and on board this ship traveling from one gig to the next looking for the next port to perform are two individuals um, you are currently lost in space, as it were. Um, your navigator, who is named <laughs> Professor Zibblenitz, <laughs> Zibblenitz. Uh, who is a gnome, and he is a navigator, quote, unquote. He navigates in his free time as a hobby, apparently, because he is lost. So he's currently sitting upon the helm, um, which is this large chair, uh, and being like, I, uh, I could have swore it was a left at this next nebula. I'm, I'm really sorry, guys. When was your set starting? He turns to both of you. And if you would like to describe what your characters look like, Justin and Juice. Uh, uh, I have my character's name, which his name is Aviate Lothram. Uh, and I just would, just gonna go randomly say he's, uh, you know, probably about 6'9", uh, very slender, uh, like, one, one of his, uh, cause this is, like, kind of sort of an elven thing, so I guess one of his ears is, like, longer than the other, and, uh, I don't know, that's, uh, that's about it, and so, you you know, he wears, like, uh, the, uh, he's, like, got purple skin, so he wears, like, you know, little, uh, you know, accenting gold, white cloths, and uh, that's it. And he's uh, an air genasi, correct? Yes, yes. Nice. Um, and uh, Justin, why don't you introduce your character? Well, my character name is Friedrich. He's a quote-unquote human. <laughs> um, I've never seen those. I know, right? It's crazy. Uh, about 6'2", 6'3", uh, long hair, um, but oddly enough, he looks like a man in his early 30s, but he has a 
oddly enough, a long streak of silver going through just one part side of his hair. Uh, wears a black, uh, long overcoat and uh, more fancy clothing, something like that. Yeah. So your your hired gnome navigator, Professor Ziblinitz, looks at you and says, "So, uh, when was your set supposed to start in port? Because uh, I don't want to say you're not gonna make it, but you might not make it. Maybe twenty minutes ago." Maybe oh. two hours ago. I don't even know at this point. Ago. So this is already off the table. Uh I'm just I'm just stating the obvious at this point. At this point, yeah. Yeah. We just we're we're just really wanting to see if you remembered where we were. That's all. That was really the running bet between us is like, you know, did you do you remember that we're on the ship and that you had to take us somewhere? Yeah, no, that part I remembered. Um, see, uh, I, I know we and we I know we just patched past the the torchbearer, the, the small secondary son of the system uh, that is in fact called Crotspace. I know that much. Um, but whether or not we were heading towards the center of the system or away from the center of the system, I may have gotten turned around on that. Oh dear, that is phenomenal. Um, <laughs> How have you survived doing this for so long? Remember, not as a navigator. Remember, it's a hobby. So he's like, what are you, like an accountant normally or what? Uh, I'm, I'm a professor, clearly. <laughs> a professor. Tomato, clearly. Tomato. I have my doctorate. <laughs> May I ask your doctorate in what, my good sir? Mixology. Okay. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so as you guys are having this conversation with your, your little gnome navigator pilot, um, you are suddenly, there's a soft lurch as the ship kind of gets pulled out of spell jamming speed, which is like the higher speeding of uh, travel through wild space that allows you to go vast distances in a manageable amount of time. Uh, millions and millions and millions of miles in a matter of days instead of decades. Uh, and suddenly you get lurched out of this spell jamming speed, which happens automatically when you come within proximity of a object or asteroid or another ship. Mm -hmm. Are they, are they going to talk about his ship's extended warranty? <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying to reach you about your spell jammers extended warranty. Um, and you see filling the viewport in front of the ship, a gargantuan vessel easily six times the size of your little tradesman. This ship looks like a gigantic whale and it begins turning its broadside towards you, its cannons emerging. That's exciting. Um, Captain, <laughs> we do have some weapons, do we? Well, we'll have a soundtrack when we die, so that's cool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> On the Voidfarer, Luckbeacon Ravnus, it's been some time since you left the Den of a Thousand Dragons after dropping off your good friend Antonin Bedell. Um, and you know Marco has been kind of sequestered himself for the last few days for reasons that you don't quite understand. And he hasn't even been coming out of Johannes's navigating room for food. So at the at the current moment, uh, you have just gotten done like dropping food off at the door, and you are just kind of left to ponder uh, exactly what's going on. Because all he's told you is that he's busy working on something, but it definitely sounds a little fishy. I mean, 
Should we do something more than that? Should we, like, knock? I feel like we should at least knock, right? We should probably just knock the door down. We could do that. We could, you know what? Let's just open the door and talk to Marco. (laughs) (laughs) The door is locked. No, damn it. (laughs) Look, I mean, the plate from yesterday is, he he barely touched his space getty from yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Coot is going to be so angry. I told you Coot didn't make it right. No, I know. It's a plate of string. <laughs> Coot, we really need to help Coot. Probably even more than Marco right now. We should get him to make him something flatter so we can just slide it under the door. Yeah, pancakes or pizza. <laughs> yeah, Marco really likes pancakes. Um, all right, so... It's, it's canon now. It's canon. <laughs> Let's invent things about Tanner's character. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not here to well, defend himself. <laughs> he likes pancakes with bugs in them. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> loves the crunch. Um, yeah, I know. I feel I feel bad. But, like, I thought we were making a breakthrough with him. Like, he and I really, like, hashed it out. And, like, I thought we were, like, reached a new plateau of friendship. But, I don't know. This is kind of a bummer. What did you hash out? I don't think Ravnus was there for that. No, I don't think she was. Well, um, I mean, after the whole uh, flapwing thing, uh, which we don't have to talk about for the sake of new <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I mean, we just both agreed that, you know, it's, it's good to be close to people and have friends and, you know, not wall yourself off. And now then I gesture to the door. Are you sure that that's what you told him and what you decided? I mean, what I tell him and what he perceives are two totally different things. I feel like I talk to Marco all the time and it either goes over his head or over mine. So, I don't know. You guys feel a soft lurch. Not enough to throw you off your feet because obviously momentum isn't conserved in Spelljammer. Um, It's in the lore. (laughs) (laughs) What? But you do notice that the ship seems to have gotten pulled out of spell jamming speed suddenly okay um and you see uh laney and a few other members of the crew begin running up to the top deck running up to the deck yeah follow yeah you get up there and you see off the bow of the voidfarer a gigantic ship that looks like a huge blue whale this ship has to have probably a dozen decks and you see that it already begins to be coming into conflict with a smaller tradesman vessel that would not even stand a chance. And this ship is so gigantic and large that its array of guns is so wide that as it's turning to get this tradesman, it's also going to get the Voidfarer in the same shot. Just the barrage of cannons. And with that, I need everybody to roll for initiative. We've never done ship-to-ship combat, have we? Once. All right. And Val, Val, uh, Captain Valeria Rain is standing on the ship, and she just curses, and she goes, Everyone to battle stations! So this is everybody except Cliff rolling initiative, because we're going to do both ships in this confrontation at the same time. Um, Did anybody get higher than a 20? Okay, uh, I'll, I'll do ranges and you could just call it out. Uh, okay. so, so no one got higher than a 20. Did anybody get a 15 to 20? 17. Ravnus got a 17. 
Um, anybody get a 10 to 15? 13 as well. And then Juice pulling up the rear. All right. Ravnus, you're standing on the neck next to Luckbeak. And uh, this ship is seemingly pulling out its guns, getting ready to attack. What do you do? Um, so I think at first she is going to pull out her sword, her plus one sword of the set, and she's going to check to see if it is glowing. It is not. Okay. Um, and then I think that she is going to ready herself for if uh, if the ship comes closer and people are starting to attack. She gets ready to attack. Sure. Um, so it looks like the ship is getting ready to fire on both of these small ships. And uh, this ship probably isn't in range of your sword yet. Okay. The, then she will probably run down to um, it's where they have the cannons and help them start to load up. Yeah, you run down there and you see um, Gunmaster Roxana beginning to shout orders to Lester and uh, uh, all of those other gunner NPCs that I <laughs> <laughs> in front of me right we now. We just did a whole arc about this. <laughs> yeah, you guys did. I was busy doing the murder mystery. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you run down there and immediately can get on a gun with, uh, with um, Robin and Lester uh, to help load the cannons. Um, then, uh, Friedrich. Yes. What are you doing to prepare for this in inevitable assault? Well, knowing that, um, we're in a ship that makes absolutely not even a fighting chance, um, I'm trying to make a decision. Shall we try to hail them to surrender, or should we try to fly to the, uh, run to the next, uh, escape pod if necessary, prepare those to evacuate? Yeah, and you see uh, Professor Ziblinitz is looking to you for guidance. Oh, uh, he's kind of frozen in terror on the helm. Um, then I'll ask, uh, are we armed with anything, Doctor? Uh, I think we have a small ballista. Meanwhile, I am stress eating a half day's worth of rations because I have 10 days worth of rations. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> oh nice. Uh so yeah, you guys, you guys just kind of like uh, brace yourselves uh, and hope to be able to avoid the blow. Yes. Uh, luck be. Um, I, I'm like staring wide-eyed at this ship, uh, and then I see um, Ravnus like take off. So I go, Ravnus, where? Are you? Oh, gunner! Wait, I'm a gunner. And then I <laughs> run down to the gunner deck because I forgot I have a job on this ship um, and start loading one of the cannons as well. Got it. Yeah, you go down there and you're able to uh, jump on a cannon with Vyreth. Uh, I'm remembering them. My little favorite by NPC, Vyreth. Yeah, she's the big dragon lady that Ravnus doesn't I like. I hate Vyreth. <laughs> just because she did the perfectly reasonable thing of like stepping in when you just randomly punched someone. Listen, that someone was a murderer. <laughs> in disguise! <laughs> Alright, you guys get down there and you're scrambling, you're catching up because this ship already has the jump on you. It's pulling broadside and you see all of the gun flaps open and all dozens and dozens of these cannons extend out and there's a flash and they fire and both ships are showered with confetti. <laughs> Do we fire? 
Roxana just seems just as dumbfounded as you, and she almost looks like she's going to say yes, but then orders come down from Val to hold fire. <laughs> Is this the happy birthday Larry guy back again? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that mystery that was never solved. Callbacks um, that everybody gets. <laughs> um, <laughs> and as you guys emerge back up on the deck, um, which is now covered with like giant pieces of paper confetti, uh, Val has a spyglass and is looking out uh, at the top of this massive whale-shaped ship. And uh, you can kind of squint your eyes and see that there is a signaler up there with flags. And she goes, oh, well, shit. This is a Crayuli vessel. They're signaling for us to dock. And meanwhile, over on the tradesmanship, you see Professor Ziblinitz saying, I think they want us to dock. Yeah, but also, are they going to help me change my pants? <laughs> <laughs> and like, if, if I'm not mistaken, that's a Creole ship. And if I know anything about them, it's pretty beneficial to comply when they're asking to meet. All right, then, Doctor, I guess we have uh, nothing else we can do in this situation. <laughs> I guess we'll have to comply. Uh, so you both bring the ships uh, alongside this massive whale ship, and there are docking bays. Uh, this ship is so large that it has docking bays that you can dock with near where the mouth of this whale would be if it were a real whale and um you come down the gangplank into an open cargo hold slash docking bay area um and to either side so like basically uh um uh, friedrich and uh avi come down um with professor ziblinitz and meet kind of in the same place as luckbeak ravness val and a few other npcs of the void fair that are there simply for set decoration <laughs> all uh, wearing red shirts today <laughs> all, all the fan favorites <laughs> if you have a favorite npc on the void fair they're there <laughs> uh and waiting for you is a tortle Cliff, why don't you describe what your character looks like? So there's about a roughly five, six turtle standing there, big old shell body. Uh, they're wearing this uh, studded leather armor over their shell, which it looks like your uh, normal studded leather, but like fancied up. Like it looks like there's like a bow tie at the top of it and almost looks like the way it's patterned. It's in like, a suit and it's only like there's no real like pants to it but it goes c down covering like the length of his shell uh he also has this like slick back hair grease pompadour black hair on his head and uh he walks up and he says to everyone welcome to the love I I'm, I'm, ju I'm just messing with you uh it's uh, a <laughs> hey. This is it's just a little total joke. Uh, <laughs> well, nice. welcome to the Leviathan. Thanks. What are we doing here? Oh well, you know the the ship is just kind of traveling through crowd space and all that, and it's like, hey, uh, we like to have a good time. We like to share our good time with everybody who's who comes by, and uh, 
I, I know the broadsides can be a little bit jarring every now and then. But I, was, I, I try to tell them that, but they they like to they like to get you really into the mood to party. <laughs> nice. How many times y'all get shot? <laughs> Since I've been on the ship, about three. <laughs> I've only been here about a week. Well, still, still a joke that's worth it, though, huh? <laughs> Look, listen, I, I, I get it, but I'm, I tried to tell them, but they, they really got a, they got their own way of doing things, you know? And what is your name, asked Val, because oh. no one else did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, my name is Squidigo, but y'all can call me Squealy. Squealy? Squealy, yeah. All right. What if I don't want to? <laughs> what if I want you to have a better name? Squealy. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like, I'm good with whatever people want to call me, as long as uh, as long as you ain't being insulting. That's what that's what we can do. Squealy, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah, go ahead. What part of space are you from? <laughs> Yo, that's the actually Brooklyn a part. That's yeah. actually a funny story. I grew up on Toro, but uh, me and my old manzi, you know, we went out and went out in space a while back. Toro. Yeah. Okay. We know folks from Toro. Marco's from Toro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait a sec. I peel off his mask. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. You've caught me, Luckbeak. <laughs> <laughs> that was your best thing. Uh, <laughs> you need to have that vague Virginian accent <laughs> to be Tanner. Uh at that point, there's another sound of like horns, like it's it's like a trumpet fanfare, um, except if it were done with kazoos or like the little par party favor horns, and you see a procession of these tiny little furried creatures. They're shorter than you, Luckbeak, and they look like tiny little raccoon creatures. Uh, with big ears and big eyes and long, bushy, striped tails. And they have, like, flaps of skin between their uh, arms and legs, like little tiny flying squirrels. And you presume that this is the Creuli. And all of them, they are clothed to some degree or other, but only one article of clothing. For example, the leader seems to have this giant, like, Commodore's hat, like the folded, uh, almost like Napoleonic-type headgear uh, and the procession has all manners of other types of clothes like one is simply just wearing a thong <laughs> one is wearing a cloak uh, it appears that they only wear just a single form of clothing because you imagine with flappy skin between your arms and legs for gliding purposes clothes are hard to wear <laughs> Nick, I love that you didn't set up for the listeners. That no. You're taking listener er, suggestions <laughs> from the audience, and it sounds yes. like you want these little porks to be wearing thongs. <laughs> yes. Yes, this was my conscious decision yeah. and not a prompt that was answered from the audience. So they raided exactly <laughs> one closet. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> they all shared the clothes from exactly one closet. And one says, Presenting. That's the wrong one. Presenting <laughs> Captain Seymour Butts. <laughs> and uh, they wheel out uh, a stepladder, and the one wearing the like Napoleonic, like Commodore's hat, steps up onto the stool. <laughs> and then clears his throat. <laughs> Welcome aboard the Leviathan. Oh. I am Captain Seymour Butts, 
And in accordance with Creole tradition, if we should ever cross paths with a traveler, it is imperative that we show them the highest level of hospitality. So therefore, you are invited to a lavish ball being thrown upon the decks of the Leviathan this evening. And he, like, waits for, like, a response. Ravnus looks like she's getting ready to attack. Like she... <laughs> I must also remind you that coming with a date is required. If you do not have a date, one can be provided for you. Oh, and Val kind of glances over at you like, you probably don't want to trust him on that. <laughs> It just sounds like the DM's gonna draw more prompts. <laughs> I look to Val, and I'm like, are we doing this? Squealy is uh, emphatically nodding yes to all of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can, can, can we pick from like the lineup there or something? <laughs> so uh, you see that there is a, a large, uh, well, not a whole lot of people came on your ship. There is a lot of people that came on this other ship. Okay. Uh, and then it looks like there's also um, a collection of individuals on this ship as well that are not just the Creole. Um, it looks like there's an extended uh, group of passengers and crew made up of all walks of life that are kind of uh, hanging out on the fringes of this uh, uh, cargo hold slash docking bay type area. Um, and uh, Val will say, this is a... Um, a generous offer, and I think we will take you up on it. And then she kind of looks at Marco and Ravnus with an expression that says, we'll talk Marcus. in a minute. Who? Oh, oh Marco. I pull off my mask. I, <laughs> I wish Tanner were here instead of Saker. <laughs> Clearly. Aww. 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 See what happens when you insult the draw. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so this this captain, uh, Captain Seymour Butts, will say, Very well. Preparations are already underway. The ball will commence in two hours. And then he he steps down off his stool, and all of the Creole depart. Uh, hey, Squealy. Yeah, what can I do for you? Hey, what happens if we don't come with a date? Yes, yeah, so they're going to find one for you, and it could be one of the... Uh, the, the crew could be a creepily, you know, depends on uh, who's available at the time. They usually grab the first person they see, and it's like, uh, okay, you've got to go through the doors with this person here. Enjoy your pictures. Oh, wow. <laughs> We're doing space prom, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Oh, I can't God. believe Tanner isn't here for this. I can't believe you do this without Tanner. <laughs> you can blame Tom for this idea. <laughs> but I did say yes to it. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Val is going to say, so, if I recall, my father actually had a alliance with Kriuli. I don't think these same ones, but if you humor them in their customs, you will have an ally for life. And if you deny them this, you will have a staunch rival. And have you seen the size of their ship? With all of those cannons, if they decide to shoot anything more than party favors, they could do some damage. So I think maybe we humor them in this? Oh, all right. Ravnus? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Ravnus. Oh, uh, <laughs> as you're kind of standing there in this conversation, I imagine with your uh, arms crossed, uh, you happen to glance down and you see a purple glow coming from the sheath of your sword. Ooh. Hmm. Um, she's going to, uh, it's, it's in the sheath. She's going to um, just sort of like nudge it out like trying to do without anyone noticing just like just like a little bit just to make sure that she like can you know she knows what she's saying yeah yeah you pull it out just a couple inches and you can see the blade and it is in fact glowing a purple glow uh she nudges luck beak and uh gestures to the sword oh okay he like nods but like what am i supposed to do I don't know. I don't. I don't know that if we start fighting, that we can win this battle. But I also don't want to go on a date with a fucking mind flayer. <laughs> <laughs> so let's pair up and uh, just. Ezerath walks up and says, "What's going on? I kind of missed all of that." <laughs> um, she does. Ezerath know about the sword? I think she does. Okay, she Ravenous is going to gesture to the sword. Um, which glows purple when when mind players are nearby. Um, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so uh, you guys are are debating that. Um, Ezerath kind of nods, uh, understanding that like we need to get to the it's, bottom of this. It's basically. fucking squids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fucking squids. Um, so, uh, Squealy, though, uh, you know that you were instructed to give our guests a tour of the ship. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, well, we can show you where everybody's going to be going. We can show you where the bathrooms are at for once the party gets started. That way you know where you're going. You don't have to worry about any of that. You don't have to accidentally walk in on anything uncomfortable. You know, like, they, uh, these, the Gruley are, like, they're friendly, but they, they don't always want you walking in in their uh, private quarters. You know what I mean? So they have serious privacy issues. <laughs> a little bit. It's, uh, it was uncomfortable as I was getting my lay of the land. So let me go go ahead and take you around and help you out with that. All right, thanks. <laughs> um, so, uh, <laughs> uh, Friedrich and Ozzy. I'm realizing you had to describe 17 rooms now. <laughs> the panic in his eyes. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> no I, I, I put, I put the now. onus on that all on Cliff. Oh. He can make up shit as he wishes. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, Avi and Friedrich, um, Professor Ziblinitz is going to say, actually, I think if it's all the same to you two, I think I'm going to stay with the ship. You guys got this? No. <laughs> you got lost. So this is your penance now. Yes. You got to help us. Look, I never claimed to be a navigator. Well, we did. You just said, if you know how to navigate. And I said, I dabble. We yeah, you can't blame money. me for getting lost. Now get us out of this. Yeah, this is so, crazy. Yeah, this is this is all you. So you're you're coming along. <laughs> I, I, okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna be one of your dates. No, that's cool. No. You don't have to be I mean, one unless you want it. I'm oh, still see, I'm mind. still stress no, eating I, right now. Never just mind. no, doctor. I, I'm sorry. No. I'm, I'm still stress enough. eating right now. So <laughs> you just need to know that you're gonna be one of our dates, and no, or not no. one of our dates, but we're gonna. You're gonna be like the uh, if we get like a bad date, you're gonna take that date. Oh, so, wait, hold on. Know. I, you're not gonna, you're not gonna let me uh, just stay on the ship, huh? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> you owe us. You got us here. We paid you. Look, now fix. This. I didn't even go to my own prom. 
I, oh. I don't care. I didn't want to go. Don't awe me. <laughs> <laughs> I had more important things to do. Well, now you have to make up from lost time. Have fun. Yep. <laughs> this is where we get to relive our childhood memories. Yes. <laughs> or the ones that you didn't have. Or our nightmares. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I guess that starts with a tar. He, he looks towards this turtle. <laughs> yeah. So uh, walk down. we walk down this way. This is the main hallway. Uh, what they like to do, they like to... The creepy like to line the uh, hallway and like throw throw like confetti and stuff like that, crepe paper. Get all that set up as you make your grand entrance into the big old ballroom, which is right through these doors. Here. Quick, quick question: Who cleans all of that up? Well, uh, do you see, clean it up? Because that sucks. Uh, I I don't have to clean that up. I'm in hospitality. So what that uh, means you clean it up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to clean that. I'm, I'm a janitor. I'm in, I'm in the I'm in the people facing part of the hospitality. We've okay. got some. Uh, we've got you know cleaning crew, and uh, I'll pick up a broom and help out if they need it. But, like, <laughs> so you do clean it. It's like it, the point still stands. But now, yeah. Before we go any further on this tour, I have a, a more important question. What are you guys waiting here for, and why are you waiting? So it, it wasn't so much a waiting kind of deal. Uh, you know, when I got on, you know, it was, it wasn't too far along. Uh, we don't go with that fast of a speed. We just kind of cruise. The, the freeway are just kind of like chill. So they just wanted to, you know, take a nice little, uh, quick, not quick, but a nice uh, little jaunt around the block. And it just so happens that, uh, they've caught a, quite a few ships this week. And by caught, I mean... Uh, spell jamming. So you mean um, piracy, kidnapping, various crimes against humanity? You know, just a day's work, right? No, that that's more <laughs> along the lines of what I actually do. Oh, they, all they right, just, that makes me feel much more relieved. Yeah. <laughs> I my my ship got uh got got by some uh, pirated gift ships that came through a couple week couple days ago, and uh, they left they left us ragged, but uh. Really, kind of came picked up the, me and the, like three other people that lived on that ship. Uh, we had our uh, our ball the other day. It was a pretty good time, but I just stayed on because I'm like, I, I'm trying to make some money to get back to my ship on the Deer Anchorage. So I normally work solo, but I understand the value of a paycheck. All right. They didn't threaten to kill you at all. No, it was it was okay. a good time. They. A good time. Squealy, I feel like we're approaching too many questions for a two-hour live show, but real quick, <laughs> <laughs> they have enough resources to throw a ball every few weeks and pay everybody on the ship money, but they certainly aren't pirates who are here to capture us and steal all our resources, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to poke at this plot too much. Uh, <laughs> it's space prom. Just but, okay, accept it and prom, move space on. Prom, space prom. <laughs> We really have a lot of good friends. We facilitate a lot of deals between people, and we get a cut from it. At okay. least that's what they tell me. Okay. Oh, not, right. suspicious. not suspicious. Friends. Totally not space drug dealing. Listen, I don't totally know. Not I don't space. know what kind of space business y'all are into, but like for me, the, I find the less questions I ask about the business side of things, the better. That's probably a good idea. You're probably <laughs> true. True. True at this point. Now, as you guys are kind of walking and talking um, for Squealy to give you this tour, um, you can kind of see the uh, the clusters of groups of the other uh, passengers and uh, denizens of this large whale ship. Um, you see that uh, there is what looks like a group of mercenaries uh, made up of a couple different races, including a plasmoid. Um, you see that there is uh, a group of Hadozi, um, and you see that there is a large contingent of GIF. 
as well. The large hippo people um, all kind of uh, talking loudly and carrying on in their corner of this uh, large common area. And in fact, as you're walking by, uh, you see one kind of glance in the direction of your large group, and he taps uh, the shoulder of another one and points, and you hear one shout out to you. Oi! Dare I say, does that doa think he's a jiff? He's carrying <laughs> a firearm! You there! Where did you get that? It, it, uh, hey. Uh, it, it was actually a gift from a, 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 a GIF friend of mine. Y'all you know? received a gift from your GIF friend? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. It's a Jun. <laughs> well, sir, I don't know if I need to point this out to you, but you are, in fact, a Doa. And... I don't believe you should have such an item. You would hurt yourself. Kindly re- relinquish it to me. Well, he, he trained me. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to hurt myself. This but, is... but that is a GIF's weapon. Yeah, but look at the size of this one. <laughs> this ain't no GIF weapon. This is a Doar weapon. Is it not a smoke powder weapon? Hey, come on now. You don't own the copyright to all smoke powder <laughs> and all crossface. All right, then. Until our next confrontation. <laughs> oh, you're going to set it up as a confrontation right now. Fair enough, friend. What's your name? My name. Very good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Squiggly Bizzlebottom. <laughs> My name is Lieutenant Tug Cudgel. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very good gif name. Yeah, that's like a, a it's like a newscaster in an RPG. <laughs> <laughs> and that was sports. Tug Cudgel. Tug Cudgel. <laughs> um, and he kind of like side eyes you and lumbers away. Huh. Hey, Ramus, is this? Is this cultural appropriation? <laughs> Should I be examining my deeper moral issues in holding this gun? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Maybe this can be my next arc. <laughs> Do I deserve it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I guess um, Squidly's tour continues. All right, so now that we was uh, done, now we're done being uh, interrupted by these folks. Uh, we going on to the big, into the uh, main ballroom. Uh, we see that there are exits up at the uh, far left and right corners, and then uh, there's back left and right as well. Uh, those lead off. Uh, the back ones here lead off to like the kitchen where they bring out like party guests, to do drinks and food. Uh, one leads off to some stairs that lead to the other decks. Uh, opposite corner in the far end that leads to up and down and then uh, the far left one uh, that'll lead to like uh, facilities for uh, creatures big and small okay and uh, we could probably go uh, move through here and uh, get through because since they're uh, still working on getting tonight's uh, festivities set up anywhere interesting that uh, y'all would like to see or anything that uh, pique your interest 
And as you're actually in this room, you can see that um, it's the second to highest deck in the ship. Um, and it's a vast open um, space that looked like it was maybe a cargo hold. Um, but the deck above has been cut out. That looks like the top, the very top deck was like an observation deck. And the middle part of that deck has been cut out. So it actually leaves like a catwalk around the outside. But directly above you um, across this observation deck is a crystalline like domed window basically that just looks out into space and you can see that the creoli have planted in gigantic pots these full-size trees all throughout this ballroom to kind of decorate it as if it were a forest and you see um little strung lanterns zigzagging their way across and everything and they're in the process of decorating and these tiny little raccoon flying squirrel creatures are standing three or four high on each other's shoulders to hang decorations in various places they take their parties seriously. <laughs> so we're going all Disney princess on this at this point. Aren't Hell we? yeah. <laughs> uh, does Ravnus's sword glow like brighter at any particular points in the tour or anything? Or no, is it, just it, it glows at a constant rate, which is always okay. kind of the, the deal. When, right. when there's a, a mind flare um, within that range, it glows. Okay, then she's just going to keep an eye out as she goes for, for any squids. Yeah, you do not see any yet. Yet, okay. <laughs> um, and actually, as, as you're walking around, uh, Ezerath is going to lean over to you and go, uh, how do we go about getting to the bottom of that? I don't know. We could try to break off from the tour group and look around the ship, but if they decide to attack, we don't have many options. I mean, if they decide to attack, then we just fight back? Yeah, we can do that. I think that Val would rather we not, but... I mean, but if the Mind Flayer is going to attack us, and if they're going to attack anybody, it's the Gith. All right. Let's... I'm sure that Luckbeak will start asking questions or something, and when he does, we can break off and go find what we're looking for. Sounds like a plan. Squealy, you've done a great job on this tour. I have no <laughs> questions. <laughs> Comprehensive, I gotta say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely appreciate that. Where, where do we leave the review? Is, well, do we give like five stars, four stars? It, they'll be part of a comment card thing uh, okay. set up after the ball. <laughs> okay. Uh, they, they like to get full service like all at once so that way they're not having to sort through like 30 things for just like each little section. Okay. Hey, by the way, weird coincidence that all three of our ships were in the same place in cross space at the same time. We're from a ship called the Void Fair. My name's Luckbeak. Uh, I figure we should introduce ourselves. Hey, yeah. <laughs> An hour into the show. Yeah. But all right. Because <laughs> we've, we've never actually crossed paths. So, no, yeah. Uh, I go by the name AVA, but you can call me Avi. Cool. Because that makes sense for some reason. But it's cool. First three letters. That's all that matters. My name is Friedrich. We're just passing musicians to the area. We were supposed to uh, do a show at this point, probably about two or three hours ago, but our captain, I say very loosely, has no idea the idea of what uh, navigation means by definition. So Wait, you promoted me to captain? Well, <laughs> when did that happen? I've always wanted to be a captain. 
No, because why are you? You shouldn't even be a captain because that's that's terrible. Now you're going to think that, hey, I'm a captain. I've, I've captained these ships and like you're going to ruin someone else's life. That's why. <laughs> yeah, but he said I was the captain. That's why I say quotations, captain. Oh. Yeah. Quotations. You're, you're, you're just a captain on TV. The difference, <laughs> two little punctuation marks. Exactly. Man. Read the yeah. room, my friend. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, here's the good news is y'all's a band and this is a party. So, I mean, if y'all are still looking to do a show, I bet you these Crioli ain't going to be like... We're going to get paid an exposure of our energy. <laughs> um, I ain't the one giving you the gig. Okay. I, mean, <laughs> I just wanted to know because... But you know, yes. Sometimes, sometimes when when pirates say you get paid an exposure, they mean your innards. So yes. That's that's kind of a thing. That's fair. Hate when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, this is my friend. Is Ravnus still there? I think that she actually left during yep. the introductions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, I guess I don't have any friends. <laughs> 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 that hurts. Uh, <laughs> you see Odyssey was wandering around, and you just gesture, and he's like off in the background. He goes, you just waves. No, my friend Odyssey. <laughs> he, he was in the middle of reading his book. Hell yeah. He's <laughs> one character trait. I love this guy. <laughs> Is dinosaur erotica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if you're caught up on Void Fair, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not, there's not much more to it. No, there's not much more to it. You didn't miss much. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you turn, and uh, Ezerath and Ravnus are gone. So, uh, Ravnus, where do you go? Um, so, on the tour, um, they were talking about... So, there was a, a group of um, of all sorts of, like, ambassadors, right? Not so much ambassadors, just the various peoples that have come to be traveling on this ship, either as part of their crew or just have booked passage. Okay. Or like in like Squealy's case, like gotten picked up from like a wreck and like just giving passage back to Nadir Anchorage. Okay. Um, were there any places on the tour that were like specifically like just sort of like lost over? Um, there was a lot because this is a large ship and like Squealy only got like a quarter of the way like through. Um, but, uh, like, and there are many decks. This is a huge ship. This is not as big as the Ark of Sybaris, um, or the, um, uh, like the Elven Armada class ships, but it is definitely far bigger than the Voidfarer and not that much smaller than those, those other ships. So there are like probably a dozen decks, um, on this pretty, pretty massive ship. So there are lots of places you haven't seen. Okay. Um, Ravnus is going to uh, turn to, to Ezerath and say, um, do you have any ideas as to where we can begin? Well, what was the range on your sword? 120 feet. So... It has to be nearby. Yes. And this is a large enough ship that we could theoretically move out of range, perhaps unless this the creature that was setting off the sword is directly in the middle or following us. So maybe perhaps trying to move to one end and see if it diminishes and try to corner it from there. All right. Um, so she starts to move kind of like away from the group. Um, but to see what happens with the sort of like triangulation that they're doing. Yeah. Um, you, um, you kind of just start like picking corridors and um, kind of on one of the middle decks, you just head to the aft of the ship and you eventually get to like the aft like tail flukes of this 
whale ship, um, a little observation deck off the very, very end tip of the ship, and you see like the the tail fluke fins go off to either side. Um, and at that point, uh, just as like you're approaching there, the purple glow to your sword does in fact fade. Okay, so it has to be back the way we came. Um, so yeah, she starts heading back that way and um, trying to do like investigation, like if there's like any doors that she feels like she can like, yeah. reasonably open, like look inside them. Yeah, go ahead and make an investigation check. That's not very good. That's a six. A six? Yeah, it's tough because there are a lot of doors um, in this massive ship, and all the corridors look the same. Um, and it looks like most of the rooms in this particular part of the ship are um, like passenger quarters. Um, so none of them are really locked, just because that's kind of difficult to do. Um, you know, locks are expensive. Um, so you just kind of poke in and see the personal effects of some random random people checking random doors. You see a couple rooms that are obviously Creole rooms because they've put, like, potted plants in here. And then they have, like, little, like, they look like dollhouses, like, built. <laughs> so they're, like, stacked around the room that look, like, just big enough for, like, a single Creole to, like, nest up in. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, Disney Cruise Lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, but beyond that, you don't really see anything. You don't open a door and suddenly see an elithid. <laughs> that would be so much easier if I did. Um, <laughs> she is going to try. Um, she's going to keep moving and try to sort of triangulate it like another way. Um, so sort of like keep moving forward to see when it starts to fade again. Yeah, um, you kind of head the other direction, um, and there is a, a, like a wide, like battering ram that make up like the front part, like the the snout of this whale-shaped ship. Um, and when you get to the very, very tip of that, um, your sword also does. So it does seem like it's something kind of in the general center of the ship somewhere, um, but that doesn't really narrow you down to yeah. exactly where. Uh, down into the center of the ship to check more doors and look for more squids. Yeah. Um, make another investigation check. That is okay. That is a uh, investigation. That is a 14. Um, a 14? Uh, yeah. Again, you don't open a door and suddenly find a mind flayer staring at you. Um <laughs> But um, as you're searching, uh, you find a larger room that looks like it's passenger quarters um, that is a little bit messier. It looks like uh, there's like three bunks in here. Um, and you see that uh, there is a large glass jar that is left empty in this room that has like a vaguely yellowish... Um, like gross briny substance and it does look familiar you've seen it in the elder brains pool beneath the town on the vizier the of the ancient dying elder brain um i think hmm. but it's not like inherently dangerous nope okay i wouldn't I wouldn't drink it. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, there goes my next plan. <laughs> Ezerath seems to look through the uh, like the effects in the room, um, and it looks like it is three individuals. Um, one uh, one of the bunks is less a bunk and more of like a hammock made out of ropes. Um, and uh, other than that, it just looks like you know, traveler's gear, um, but there is um, a good amount of weapons in here, like they might be adventurers or mercenaries themselves. Okay. Um, she is, so you said that there's, there's a bunk and there's a bunch of like uh, adventure effects around. Um, there's no one else in the room? No. Okay. Um, she's going to look through the things and see what she finds. Sure, make an investigation check. That is another 14. 14? Yeah. Um, you don't find anything that really strikes you as, like, incriminating or identifying or odd. Although in one of the adventure, like, packs, like, it is clearly, like, someone's, like, bag of effects. It, they have spare clothing. Um, and one thing you notice that is weird is that, like, none of, like, the clothing is the same size. Okay. So this is, like, clearly one person's stuff. Yeah. But, like, dude, there's one shirt that's, like, really, really small and, like, you know, pants that are gigantic and, like, you know, none of, none of the effect, none of the, these clothes don't clearly go together. Um, okay. Despite seeming as if they are one person's things. Yeah, that's what uh-huh. I was thinking. <laughs> uh, now she's really suspicious. Um, she is... Uh, She's going to turn to Azerath and say, um, do you think there could be another doppelganger here? Or... I, I, I don't know how to explain this. And she shows Azerath the clothes. I suppose it's possible. All right. Well, we should, uh, we should make sure when we leave the ship that we actually have everyone that was originally with us. Um... And she is going to, it sort of seems like we've expended this room of what it can yeah, tell us. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, so she's going to um, leave the room and sort of keep an eye out and um, head again in, towards the center of the ship. Okay. Um, so you kind of head back, and this is generally back to where, like, the rest of the group is. So... Um... Squealy, where are we at in the tour when we cut back to our friends? So I think at the beginning, uh, Squealy noticed like when it was pointed out that like Luckbeak didn't have any friends. So it was like, <laughs> another one walked away. Great. Uh, Coral, Coral, where you at, Coral? And from up in the upper parts, you see this uh, mechanical crow is like carrying up some of the... Uh, Creoli with in their claws and letting them go, and the Creoli are just like spinning around, gliding around the uh, room to get places quicker. Wee! And so this mechanical crow comes down and uh, lands on my shoulder. I'm like, "Hey, uh, I, I need you to go find one of the the, uh, the redheaded gif. Uh, you know, looks like this and does the, like mental connection. And I pull out a little pebble and I small hammer and I tap it. They say. Uh, if you could come back and uh, rejoin the party, that'd be great. And, uh, I put it in its mouth, and it flies off to try and find them. Okay, it does that. <laughs> it flies away. Can I can I waylay 
the bird or squealy. I know. Yeah. What do you What do you want to do to try to do that? I, I like as you as you tap it and you say like, uh, you know, oh, come back to the party. I go like, wow, what is that? Oh, which thing? Uh, th- this is a pebble. You you ain't never seen no pebble before. Well, yeah. Usually I don't talk to him though. <laughs> I, I put my magic in through uh, through different means. You know, like uh, I have you know, can use my hammer as a focus and like one of my little things I can do like. I can give something an effect, like how the some wizards have like prestidigitation. They they like make sounds and stuff like that. Uh, I can put little messages and stuff like that into things. Can't okay. Be too long. Wow. I can use mage hand. You want to see me use mage hand? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to give Ezerath and Ravnus as long as possible out before, because sure. I have a feeling. So I'm. This conversation is meaningless, but <laughs> right. Yeah, you're just trying to. So, uh, Squealy, I guess, um, does does Luckbeak's uh, curiosity here prevent you from sending off your your little mechanical crow friend for any amount of time? I mean, I think for for a moment, but then just kind of like one point, just tosses the rock into the into a Coral's mouth and just flies off. It's like, uh, you want to you want to take a look at the uh, the room from the catwalks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Avi A and Friedrich, mm-hmm. uh, as you're doing this tour, uh, you do see that there is um, a stage being set up in the corner of this large ballroom, um, and it uh, it looks like there are you know p- places and uh, being set up for um, musicians to perform. Mm-hmm. So again, we're still getting paid in exposure, right? Because, so, because what what they're gonna do is they're gonna they're like I'm I'm talking to Friedrich right now. So, basically they're gonna uh, basically play pay us an exposure, and then if they don't like what we play, they're gonna kill us. You know that's I, what I'm that's what I'm gathering. That here. can be the vibe, but Avi, don't you think that this is just a little too suspect? Two ships in the middle of Wayfarer space. Oh, it's it's, it's super it's super convenient because if they didn't yeah. do this, then they would be probably selling us a pyramid scheme. So. Exactly. Some, and it, no, I just have a bad feeling about this, Avier. I just look, look at the guests on the other ship. They're, they're not just... I don't know what their ship and what they do, but they don't just seem like regular travelers out here. They're obviously... Some of them are armed. Some of them are uh, serious with their work. Something just feels a little off. And did you notice, I think from the corner of my eye, one of the people that walked away, they had like a glowing sword or something. Yeah, I, I noticed that. Something's just a little odd, don't you think? <laughs> just a little. Just it's it's a bit, and and uh, you know my my thing is between you and me, I think we have better navigation skills. So if things get hot, we can actually we can actually <laughs> just go ahead and throw our uh, our navigation guy to the, to them. I'm standing right here. <laughs> well, but, doctor, but you're this... not a musician, so you know what you're you're opinion is invalid now if you take up that hobby wow. we can probably talk again and then your opinion still isn't going to be valid because you suck now, now doctor let me let me ask you a question have you ever been in the company of these people before and used in a way to uh, in any leverage situation is this your first time in something like this happening i've heard a lot and read a lot of stories but i've never actually you know run into them firsthand you probably heard a lot and read a lot of stories about doing a lot of things that you clearly cannot do i uh, doctor i have a question how fast can you get your ship if 
if the time has to come, to get us undocked and back oh. into hyperspace. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I could uh, probably do that pretty easily. Uh, he, he How kinda, long? He I kind of looks like he's using calculations in the air. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's like, well, I did expand my highest level spell slot today, so we're going to be a little bit slower. But uh, I, mean, time? I mean, I could, I could like probably get us up and going in like an hour. All right. All right. This is what we're going to have to do then. You get your spells together. We try to get uh, keep a low profile. All if right. you can't stay here, you know, and send you back to the ship, you would probably leave us in the first place. So just do it here. I would Avi, get lost immediately. Avi, uh, keep um, an eye I on, don't doubt that. <laughs> keep an eye on the doctor. I have a feeling that I need to find out what this person with the sword's doing. This just doesn't feel right. <laughs> Something doesn't feel right. Now, I have a question. Can you guys ask Mr. Squealy over there to keep him busy? Try to make a distraction. Ask him a question or two. I want to try to slip away for a moment, if possible. Something doesn't feel right here, and I think it's best to investigate or something. This is just a little too sus for me. Okay, so, Squealy, <laughs> um, just wanted to know, like, uh, you know, what is your favorite food that you had like last week or something along those lines <laughs> as they talk I slowly back away I mention casually mention to some of the people as I pass um, I'm gonna look for the restroom I'll be back <laughs> as I walk past the crowd slowly around slowly away and around a corner I make sure I'm not followed I look back both ways I've opened my eyes they glow a little bit I try to remember the look of one of the uh, mercenaries or one of the staff on board. And then I roll a tra uh, Can I roll this for uh, a uh, transformation? I don't think you need to roll. I think you can just do oh, it. Oh, good. Then I immediately shift, shape shift from my uh, human form into uh, the highest ranking officer I saw. I try to keep as many details. Uh, Blank as if, like, without a name tag or anything, but just to make me look like someone who's a staff on board. Sure. And I start walking on the path towards uh, the woman with the glowing sword, at least where I remember her last time where she was walking towards. Yeah. So, yeah, you do that. Um, so it looks like the Creoli are in charge, and that would be kind of a tough transformation, but yeah. there are others that they employ, um, including, you know, mercenaries and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, so uh, you can easily take the form of one of those. And notably, your transformation doesn't change your clothing, but I imagine the clothing that you wear is kind of specifically designed where you can, like, unbutton a couple buttons and, like, flip back. The, and, and yeah. like, just small little quick changes can kind of change the entire look. Um, and you've kind of like developed that to a to a science. So even though you're technically still wearing the same thing, it, at a glance it looks completely different. Mm -hmm. um, and you do that. Uh, you take the what describe describe what the uh, the new uh, form looks like. Well, I'm taking the form of a uh, one of the mercenaries, uh, one someone older than me, probably around his 40s, 50s. Scar on his face, uh, looks weather battle battle hardened. Someone that would. Uh, you don't want to mess with someone with some authority that even if someone questions it, it looks like, oh, he's definitely one of us. Just let him be. He's doing his job. Uh, at the same time, I pull out of my pocket and I under my coat, there are two weapons. There is a staff, a sword that can extend its handle enough that it would be able to stab someone and a pistol. Both one that looks, um, how would you say it looks? It looks like a... Uh, 
like a small block or something. But if you can pull it out, it's like it's it's like a small object you pull out. It's like a, it's like a concealed pistol. So it's something that I can use as an emergency firearm at close range. But on first glance, you're never going to know either weapon is actually a weapon. Mm-hmm. Nice so, little snub nosed pistol that you can yeah some self defense. Is that a black powder weapon? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Interesting. I believe that is a GIF weapon. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Um, yeah, you do that. You slip away. Um, the the person that you're taking the form of is specifically the the leader of this mercenary group that you saw. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely has an air of authority and definitely exactly as you described, um, this like rugged, weathered look about him. At the same time, in the back of my head, I have a secondary uh, transformation um, to look like um, another nurse, uh, some a lower ranker mercenary, just in case I meet him. Just in case, just in case, because you never know. Awesome. So yeah, uh, you head off in the direction that you saw um, the Gith Yankee woman with the sword and her Gith Zerai companion mm-hmm. go. Which is a strange pair to see together anyway. Of course. It's easy to spot. Um, so, uh, Ravness and Ezerath, you are heading back. And oh, by the way, Squealy, like you happen to look around and like yet another person has wandered off your tour. <laughs> 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 I mean, you still like haven't really told me what you like to eat, though. <laughs> but I mean, we're still here, so it's just I like mean, I'm, I'm really all, interested. I'm all about my leafy greens. Got to keep this. Uh, I keep this that. shell shining. I but, dig uh, that. I dig that. So, what what do you use to polish your shell? Just you know, I I, I use total wax, of course. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was that. I I, I should have. <laughs> I should have expected that. <laughs> I'm very disappointed. So, yeah. Uh, so, shit. listen, is, is something like, is, is there, is, between, between all of us, is, is there something going on here that, like, y'all are seeing that I'm not? Because, like, listen, I'm, I might be getting a paycheck from this, but, like, I'm not invested. Like, once I get back to Nadir Anchorage, okay, thanks for the money, I'm out. So, like, is there something that, like, I don't need to be just, like, trying to go through all this if y'all don't care there's something weird going on are like, you wearing a wire <laughs> are you, i just <laughs> want to know are you wearing a wire it's because, a trap because these are us. these are things that you would ask if you're wearing a wire <laughs> just going to the bathroom man. <laughs> listen i know you aren't like you know embedded in this crew so it seems safe to ask maybe i know you got folks of all stars and stripes on this ship you know any like squiddy sort of <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas? An important question. When he says squid, what do I hear? Uh, you hear squid. You hear squid. Okay. Oh, uh, I mean, I ain't, I ain't seen no. Oh no, I'm going into the southern. <laughs> like, hey, I'm walking. No, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't seen no squids. I ain't seen none of. Uh, None of them kind of folk come on. Uh, ain't been nothing like that, no. No, I'm not a fan of hentai. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, I mean, because, I mean, this kind of stuff can be dangerous. So, I mean, maybe that's why folks aren't here, right? I mean, maybe we got a tip off that there might be something dangerous on this ship. If you got any information about it, be pertinent if you, uh, you know, let us know. And like I said, the, the, when I got here, uh, I got attacked by a uh, gift ship, 
the uh, lack of scowl. And uh, don't reference your notes; they don't mean nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It feels like sometimes we all kind of like take a pause real quick and just go glassy-eyed, as if somebody from the sky is telling us something. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I didn't know if that was gonna like perk up anything. For that, it's like the DM planted that specific name of that ship for important reasons related to someone else's backstory. One more time. <laughs> it's a uh, the Vlack of the Scowl. Hmm. Definitely Marco. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Marco thing to me. Right, I'm but, going uh, back to the ship to get him. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> He's my date. Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, what time does this does this kick off? I mean, should we be getting ready? Should I go take a shower? I mean, at uh, this point, I feel like it's going to be like maybe like 15 minutes until oh, this uh, thing goes on. Just uh, looking at a <laughs> Looking at the time when we're supposed to wrap up here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, at that point, Luckbeak, um, the GIF individual, or I'm sorry, GIF individual walks up to you again. You're going to stick with this, huh? Yeah. <laughs> my good sir, I would like to give you another opportunity to reconsider my previous request to relinquish your firearm to individuals that can handle such things. You are a tiny penguin person. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 buddy. Hey, I'm a big turtle person, and I say he's cool. What do you think would happen if we went to the captain and just said that you was he over here taunting one of his uh, esteemed guests? I, I think uh, if you should, if you wouldn't mind, uh, go back to your little uh, party of six over there. With all due respect, sir, I wasn't speaking to you, you motorboating willy-wig. Thank you, Mark, for the prompt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen here. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that knowing in crotch space like I do, uh, this little penguin ain't the only one that's packing iron. Interesting. Then I will deal with you later. Sir, my request... Bud, what are you going to do if I don't give it to you? Huh? You going to shoot me? You think that's a good use of your little gun? Huh? You think that means that you got more authority than I do? Probably if you're dead. In accordance, <laughs> in accordance with Jif Customs, I would challenge you to a duel. You're hitting that J so hard every time. <laughs> uh, a duel. Uh, Only lesser Jif call themselves Gift. Oh, that's something I did not know. Um... A duel? I don't want to have a... This is my pistol. It don't belong to you. Hey, tell you what. We can do a duel. Except if I win the duel, you got to give me yours. Oh. Deal. Mm. I can't wait to go into this next arc without a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Choose your second, sir. Oh. We will do the duel at the beginning of the ball. Okay. When he says choose your second, he means like choose somebody to actually duel for me? No. Oh. He means somebody to like negotiate on your behalf. Right. And uh, if you should, for whatever reason, not show up to the duel, they duel for you. Yeah. And uh, they also carry off your body and inform your loved ones if you die. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> Hey, if you want, I can I can be your backup for this one. Uh, this this guy's been pissing me off since day one, and uh, if I, if you don't shoot him in the face, 
Uh, I wouldn't mind taking that crack at it. <laughs> All right. I mean, Squealy, I trust you with my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've only just met you. <laughs> <laughs> and yet. Uh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you can be my second. I mean, this ain't going to be nothing anyway. What's he going to do? Kill you. Don't, you don't even look like he knows how to use that thing. Do we? I mean, maybe a little bit, huh? I mean, awesome. it is kind of his native weapon. I'm going to die at the prom. You did joke about it at the beginning of chapter four. About dying the at the prom? Yeah, yeah, being dead on the ground at prom. Wow. Because you compared it to sparring with Ravnus. Darn. This is deep lore. Yeah. <laughs> so is deep lore. <laughs> uh, anyway, Ravnus, uh, you and Azerath are still working your way through the ship. Your sword is still yeah. glowing. And at that point, a mechanical raven flies down in front of you and spits out a pebble onto the floor. <laughs> um, she is going to eye it and unless she knows what it is she's probably just going to keep walking <laughs> uh, the, the mechanical raven picks it up again and flutters in front of you and sets it down in the front of you and then nudges it with its little mechanical raven beak um, she is going to like hand on her sword ready to just like smash this raven um take the pebble as soon as you pick up the pebble you hear squealy's voice in your head squealy what did you say into the pebble said uh hey if you come back to the uh, party that'd be great <laughs> <laughs> uh she turns to ezrath and says um they know that we're gone this might be a good time to inform val of what we found anyway uh, Ezerath will nod and says, I think that's a good idea. Um, and as you are continue forward, you turn the corner and run headlong into this mercenary-looking fellow. Ravenous eyes the mercenary. Uh, Friedrich? Well, hello, you two. We've been looking for you. Why have you left our wonderful tour now? And more importantly, why is your sword glowing? Um, Ravnus is going to look at Ezerath and uh, say, we just got lost. We're on our way back to the group now. Lost. Make a deception check. Oh, <laughs> Nicholas. Uh, I'm not good at that, <laughs> Justin, though. you can make an insight check for oh. me. It's a natural one. Oh, <laughs> 15. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah you see you, you see Ravnus, this, uh, this Gith Yankee, uh, like like look around and say <laughs> <laughs> nothing. We just got lost. Um, and you can definitely tell that uh, she is not being truthful. Well then, at the very least, can you hand over your weapon? We don't exactly feel safe with you people running around with a glowing sword. At the very least, tell us why is it glowing? There's some, this is something unnatural, don't you think? It just does that. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair... It to, does. To be fair, it does. <laughs> not lying. <laughs> I'm not going to hand over my sword, though. Um, Ezerath is going to step forward a little bit, and she's going to say, listen, I don't think this issue is any of your concern. And if you just let us be on our way. I'm head of security here. I'm the top mercenary. Anything to do with weapons glowing or not and people disappearing and property that's not theirs is kind of is my business so if you would explain to me again what were you doing 
We just got lost. We're on our way back now. Hmm. Well, I suggest you hurry up then. I start walking past them. I look back, and I quickly transform back. Let's see. Actually, I'll go around the corner, and I'll transform back into my original form. And then I'll keep on, I'll turn around, I'll look back, and I'll say, Oh, hey, excuse me. Um, I was trying to look for the bathroom, you two. Um, I've been trying to find my way back to the group now. I'm not sure where you guys are going. You don't seem to be people around here. Um, can you help me find my way back? I'm sorry. This is very, very embarrassing. I'm just a musician, as you see. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> totally chill. <laughs> totally cool. Whenever I go to a department store, I'm like, I'm a teacher, you see. Where is the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> well, as you know, they're having a ball here, and it seems like we just ran in just the perfect timing here. You know how that happens. <laughs> you know, being kidnapped on a ship, but I think you're probably in the same uh, the same place that we are at this point. The same boat, even? Yeah, same boat. <laughs> same, same boat. boat. Ah, I see what you did. A whale uh, of a situation. Oh. <laughs> That's the episode title now. Thank you, Tom. Ezerath is going to say, did that other asshole give you a hard time as well? Oh, of course. I just looked at him and I just backed off. I said, oh... Is he saying there's a musician here? I don't know what I'm doing. I have to use the bathroom. <laughs> what in the world am I even doing here? I mean, I don't understand why. I understand that you guys are good with your ideas of, you know, hospitality, but it's not exactly hospitable to, you know, take us off a ship. I mean, we have places to be, people to go, but, you know, our kind of idiot of a captain, in quotations, of course, uh, seems to have uh, gotten us stu- stuck in Deep Space Nine. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> right well we're just going back to the group so i guess you can follow us perfect yeah um you two and Ezerath head on back um and i think you guys all kind of meet back up um in like the the central area not far from where your ships are docked um and you know that there is only a short amount of time left before this uh ball is going to kick off as i'm walking back can i ask them like uh where are you guys from what type of ship were you guys on this is such a surreal situation so confusing don't you think that we'd be brought in to you know hit at the same time this in hyperspace just to come here i think that's just a little bit of a coincidence just a li- i guess but why does it matter well just looking at this situation, it just seems like everything's running a little too perfectly. Uh, by the way, have you noticed your sword is glowing? <laughs> <laughs> it just does that. Ravnus, you're doing a really bad job at hiding that. <laughs> Very bad job, it seems like. <laughs> Ravnus tries to like pull her vest I, I don't know she's wearing like over it a little bit to like try to hide it slightly better because everyone's pointing it out <laughs> <laughs> um if she says um it doesn't matter where we're from let's just focus on getting off the ship 
Well, me and my my companions were thinking, um, if the worst comes to worst and the situation allows itself, maybe it might be a good idea to try to escape. Um, I don't understand who these people are. I don't understand what they want. But um, it just, like I said, this whole situation just smells a little bit of fish. And looking out from where you guys are and seeing what type of material, the type of personnel you have with you, you guys aren't exactly just a regular trade ship going through the system, are you? Again, I don't really think that's any of your business. Uh, well, just trying to pass the conversation. Just passing time, as you know, just fellow travelers on this thing called life. Uh, you, under <laughs> you understand. I'm just a musician. I'm just a musician. We're getting uh, Friedrich shirts made with I'm just a musician. <laughs> I'm just a musician. There you go. Merch in the boyfriend store. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you guys eventually uh, get back. Um, and uh, you can already see that, like, this ballroom has been like it's it's like basically done they've like decked it out um and with for as frequently as they have parties you're surprised they don't just leave the decorations up but no they in fact bring it all down and put it all back up every single time oh. um you see as uh ravnus and ezareth and friedrich return you see that there's a group of gif over on the one corner um that seem to be uh, making preparations for something and uh, other people are milling about. It seems like the everybody on this ship that are not Creole are pretty burned out on the pull party thing <laughs> uh, because this is happening every single time they cross paths with another ship. <laughs> um, Actually, as you're approaching, there's uh, there's like um, it looks like a little party planner Creole who is wearing. Um, I already used that one. A big old hat. <laughs> uh, wearing a big old hat uh, and has a clipboard and sees you guys approach and goes, ah, just in time. And looking to Ravnus and Etherath saying, oh, good. You already have dates. <laughs> Nicholas. <laughs> Uh, specifically, not going to pick Ezerath, but... Uh, uh, and Ezerath <laughs> looks super confused. Uh, Ravnus is like, um, okay, sure. And she starts looking around for Val. <laughs> uh, you see that, that Val is there. Um, yeah, she's going to make her way over to Val um, and say, um, what was the Luckbeak cake thing that he talked about? What? <laughs> From the last one yeah, with the works. doppelganger that we're supposed to remember if there's a doppelganger. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. uh, Doesn't even know his own lore. No. <laughs> well, no, because we specifically didn't do that tactic. <laughs> <laughs> um, Val looks just as confused as I am <laughs> and says, wait. Oh, you mean I don't I don't know what he was talking about. And she pulls out the key that she used to identify herself in the past. All right. We think that there might be. She doesn't immediately stab Ravnus. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Positive way things are going. Um, she says, um, well, she just will quickly relay like all the things that she and Ezareth found on the ship. Um, so, so you think. So you think there's an Alithid on board? I think that might be the case. 
Uh, interestingly, um, she seems to understand and comprehend the situation just fine. Um, the block on the conversation about elithids does not seem to be effect here. Hmm. So when I say squids, you said game. Game. <laughs> game. Uh, no. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Val goes. What about squids? Like the squids with the tentacles. Elithids. Mind flares. Um, Ravenous is going to start looking suspiciously towards the uh, the gif slash gif in the room. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and say, um, you can understand why I'm saying you don't think I'm talking about the gif. Uh, why would I think? Ravnus, you're acting weird again. <laughs> She's going to just leave and go find the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Luckbeak, uh, I imagine you're there as well. Yes. You didn't. You didn't wander off. No. Okay. <laughs> Stayed like a good penguin. <laughs> you have a duel to prepare for. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope you, so. We'll see. <laughs> did you pick your second? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Squealy is my second. Oh, Squealy is your second. Yeah. That's correct. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you Did you pick a date, or is that also Squealy? Uh, I mean, I assume. <laughs> I mean, I, I. If I'm preparing, I go back on board and ask Tiana. If yeah. she wants to go. If she we're doing canon ships here, if yeah. we're doing Ravna Cesarev, then I guess. Is that canon? Uh, yeah. <laughs> now it is. <laughs> uh, it's been canonized. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, Tiana, Tiana says yes. Okay. Cool. I just want nice prom pictures with her. Mm-hmm. I tell her, uh, now there's. There's a chance I might also get shot and die, but if not, <laughs> it's going to be a real fun day. <laughs> She's. She looks concerned. Don't worry about it. It'll be all right. <laughs> uh, she signs to you and says, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, as the party's getting together, you see there's a couple Creeley that look super panicked. And they say, oh, no, the band has come down with space flu. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Is there anyone else that can play musical instruments or the party will be ruined? <laughs> Uh, it seems like they really conveniently came down with space. <laughs> Real convenient. This that is we all, can stop, it's all, into place. It's all lining up. It, it all, all makes sense. All doing it. Hey, Abby, <laughs> I have a question here. Could you get the good doctor to start making the spe- uh, spell preparations? I can. I already told him to. Just make sure he's on it. Now, okay. uh, now we got to be careful here. I... T- I um, Snuck around uh, our little dis- our little friends who disappeared from the group. They're doing they're pretty suspicious. They have a glowing sword. I mean, if that's not suspicious enough already, but they won't let any information wandering parts of ships that are part of the ship that no one else should be. It's nowhere near bathrooms. It's nowhere anything strategic. It looks like they're looking for someone. I don't know yeah. why. Something is getting kind of odd. I almost thought about trying to interrogate them. I have I mean, you know I'm armed, but. Doing that a little too early, I think, would have caused the situation to come out out of control. I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, we can play. I mean, we have choice here. We can either play play the show and wait out to see what happens, or we can try to see how quickly we can get off this thing. I'm not trying to be rude at all, but I don't know what's going to happen next. You know, see, the thing is, I would probably try to fight through these people, but uh, there's a guy that has a gun. 
that may or may not know how to use it. Oh, <laughs> it's not so much that I would be worried about getting shot. I'll be worried about you shooting everybody else or him them shooting everybody else. And so, more importantly, like our captain that halfway knows how to drive. Our captain. Captain air quotes. Bloody that halfway knows how to drive. Because <laughs> I don't know anything about an air like how to how to navigate the ship. So, I have some experience if worse comes to worse. I mean, and that's probably better than his. I mean if we have to so, cut loose we can. Yeah. So, you know, this is I mean, I've I'm open to playing. All but right. it's it's really it, it's really you wanna uh, you want to? What do you want to do? You want to roll for it and, and figure out if we play? I mean, that's. But let, let's think about this. Since we're both, I mean, do you have any weapons on you? I. Any this time? I mean, I have a. I have. A, I have. I have my little short sword. All right, I have my uh, so. extended ex extendo dagger and that uh, uh, the concealed pistol if we need to. But and, and I have ten darts. They. Uh, I mean, if I can, if I can find All some right. place to probably get a. You know, I'm sure they have some poison laying around. All right, is our captain any, I mean, at the very least, even if he's not on, we can use him as a distraction. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, well, I guess with the cut us off. Great yes, he would be. Nice piece of com comedic relief until he's captured, and then they'll torture him while we walk <laughs> off with a ship. <laughs> so, I mean, in the end, he's a captain. He'll be at fault, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Uh, more, he always wanted to be one anyway. Exactly. So... You know, good captains go down with their ship. So, exactly. <laughs> or in this, they take responsibility. Uh, but more importantly, um, worst comes to worst, we might have to fight our way out of this. Um, but like I said, there's something very suspicious about our um, our fellow uh, <clears throat> ball guests. So the very least we can do, um, because like I said, they have a glowing sword. The person they or thing they might be looking for might be just as dangerous as they are or potentially the situation we're in. So the very least we can do is let's maybe observe a little bit, maybe do a quick set, um, do a few songs, say we go on break and we decide from there. We okay. can run out or we can uh, Okay, we can make it a really out. long intermission. Yeah. So Ask for a little extra snacks. I know you like to eat. Yes, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I do. All right. All right. Yeah, they're they're crying out for uh, a replacement entertainment, and you uh, gladly step up to perform. Um, Luckbeak uh, comes down from the deck of the Voidfarer with Tiana. Um, and uh, you see that um, the GIF, as it were, <laughs> are... Uh, assembling on the other side and you see uh lieutenant uh tug cudgel uh cleaning his weapon preparing for the duel okay um i walk up to him and uh i say uh actually i walk up to squealy and i say uh hey can you go over and ask him if he's ready to do this hey yeah no problem i got you don't worry is is ravenous around ravenous is around now Okay. Her and Ezareth have just arrived. Yeah, I think that after talking to Val, she's going to go over to Luckbeak uh, before the duel starts and say, um, I think there might be something weird going on. Val knows what I'm saying when I talk about the squids. Oh, yeah, I meant to ask you about that. You got back from, uh, from exploring the ship. You found nothing good? Uh, we found some elder brain goo and a, a bag full of clothing of different sizes. Oh, Mm -hmm. Okay, 
people are beginning as you're having this conversation be, people are beginning to file into the ballroom and uh ravenous you're kind of like slightly jostled by behind uh when a group walks in uh it's the mercenary group including the uh grizzled mercenary captain that you ran into in the hallway and he's being flanked by a hadozi and a plasmoid who is in a vague humanoid form wearing clothes basically just like a jello mold of a person uh, <laughs> uh very gently saying that he could wear any size of clothes <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, they move in with a, a, you know, they, they're in the lead and there's a, a handful of like others of this mercenary company follow them in and they kind of like set up camp at a couple tables near one of the corners of the room. Huh. So, I mean, that could explain the clothes. The elder brain is still a thing. Hey, I have to go shoot a guy real quick, but I am going to be back and I do want to talk about this more. <laughs> I thought you didn't like doing that. You know, I don't, but I mean, when that, I don't know, when the doppelganger was running away from us and I was like getting those shots off on her and like I shot through the door that one time, I'm like, you feel kind of good about it lately. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I don't mean to let you down home. I'm just going to go shoot this guy real quick. Uh huh. So, Squealy, uh, on Luckbeak's uh, request, you approach the the GIF. Yeah, I will. I head up to him and say, "Hey, like, like the second's supposed to do. I'm coming over, making sure you're ready to do this." As uh, as you're approaching, um, the uh, lieutenant uh, Tug Cudgel is going to turn to his second, which is another equally large uh, GIF. Um, and, uh, don't you mean Jeff? Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and she steps forward and she says, I am Captain Hamburgalar. <laughs> and I am Lieutenant Tug, <laughs> Lieutenant Tug Cudgel second. He would like me to relay that he still has issue with your man and would like to ask that once and finally, if your man will hand over his firearm, and this issue can be settled. Tell him no! <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. I'm the second from the door from the ship over there. And uh, he says uh, he can stuff it with his uh, tail feathers. That's better than what I said. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, he he don't trust y'all since he feels he's being uh, attacked. So he would like me to examine the bullets that uh, you will be using. You're editorializing. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> then uh, this GIF is going to look down at you and say, "Then I believe the duel is still on, and that Lieutenant Tug Cudgel." would like me to relay, to you to relay to your man, that he is 10-ply, bud. <laughs> that I'm pretty sure was Garrett's, uh, Garrett's, <laughs> Garrett's insult prompt answer. <laughs> um, and then with that, the gif, Lieutenant Tug Cudgel is going to step forward with his gun holstered at his hip. 
so so you're just not gonna on the request. You're just, you're just gonna come up in here. You're gonna be rude to him from the start, and then you're just gonna be rude and ignore the request. I see how it is. You know. We have you, no obligation to honor any such requests. You got no honor, is what you got. We shall determine our honor with bullets. Uh, or shooting words. I believe that honor was always <laughs> determined by action, but uh. Shooting is an action. Yeah, <laughs> Shooting is in fact an action. It is an action. According to the action economy of Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition. <laughs> what stands above what stands above words? Action. What stands above action? Silence. But, uh, as as I'm walking back over towards Luckbeak, I'm looking in the ground, kinda kicking a uh, small rock in the way, and I'm preparing uh, an action to cast uh, catapults for when the duel begins. I think that Ravenous is getting ready to attack the uh, Jeff, who I think that right now in her mind, she's thinking is like an elephant in disguise. So <laughs> Does that sound like something I would do? <laughs> uh, uh, he's going to step forward up to uh, Luckbeak and say, the duel will be in two. The offending party is satisfied, so we shall duel to my satisfaction or until you yield. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then he turns like he's going to pace out the duel. Okay. Uh, wait, I, I, I like turn to Squealy. I go, hey, can you say how many paces? It's ten. Okay. <laughs> uh, you God. And then, so we're gonna pace out, and then we're gonna roll for initiative, and uh, you each get a shot. Hey, Nick, how many feet away is ten paces? Out of curiosity. Uh, it's it's gonna be like what, thirty feet? Okay. Yeah. Okie dokie. So it's like sixty feet total. Should I roll for initiative? Yeah, roll for initiative. <laughs> so what'd you get? Seven. Seven. Uh, he beats you oh. with a 15. Ah. So he's going to make an, a single attack roll. Okay. Uh, that is going to be a 12. My AC is higher than 12. So he fires, but the shot goes wide. You get to fire now. Okie dokie. I fire, and I'm expending one grit point. Ooh, that's a 15. That will hit him. All right. Go so, ahead. Go and roll damage. Yeah. So that's going to be uh, nine, ten damage. Okay. And uh, I've used disarming shot on him. Oh, fuck. So uh, he has to succeed on a strength save. Uh, that is going to be a 15. Remember what my uh, what the save is? This is I, good podcasting. Uh, I, <laughs> this is the I, shit we usually cut from those other shows. <laughs> I, I do not. Uh, I do not remember what. Yeah. What did you What did you get? Fifteen. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that beats it. All right. Uh -huh. So uh, so he does not lose hold of his gun. Yeah. So uh, the your your shot ricochets off of his gun, throwing his, his hand backwards, and it ricochets off of the gun and like. Poof, into his chest, uh -huh. and blood kind of squirts and trickles down, and he stares at you and goes, do you yield? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? No! Then then he shrugs and steps forward to pace out another shot. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> to the death, to the death. 
to the death. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> I ain't got no more grip points. <laughs> okay. Um, and at this point, the Creoli are kind of like, this isn't supposed to be happening at our ball. As I'm pacing out, I'm like staring at Ravnus like wide-eyed, like, what do I do? <laughs> is, is Ravnus able to join the initiative? Uh, you yeah, you can if you if your intent is to step in. Yes. Yeah. Hey Nick, I had that spell I had prepared. I'm saving my trigger is when uh, Luckbeak misses because I want to cast the spell on the uh, gif uh, to make it seem like Luckbeak hit. So okay. Love it. <laughs> um, all right. So when we roll initiative, you can roll as well. Okay. And uh, yeah. So oh, we're doing ahead. new initiative? Yeah, new initiative. Okay. Just because like with dueling, yeah. it'd be kind of dumb if like we just use the same initiative at the top of the round because that means that whoever won the first time is going to get the quick draw every time. Uh, he rolled poorly. What'd you get? 14. Uh, he only got a 10. Okay. I shoot what him did, again. What did Ravnus get? I got a natural 20. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so, uh... The duel is starting, and like no one has fired yet. Ravnus, are you gonna do something? Uh, yeah, because they've already shot at each other, correct? Yeah, well, they they like it's not an ongoing fight. They shot at each yeah. other, and then, and then they like right. disengaged and like paced back off, and we're gonna do it again. Yeah, she is going to attack. Um, she is going to uh, run with her uh, with her sword out and uh, swing it. Three of the gift companions are going to step to block you. Well, I'm <laughs> just gonna fight them. Okay. Do <laughs> I roll some stuff? Uh-huh. That's another natural 20. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, fuck. Okay, go ahead and roll damage. Uh, Free Jerk and Avi, you, you are like getting on the stage, getting ready to start your set, and then all this happens. Well, yeah. Situation snafu. What do we do now? All right, we're armed. You got your, your poison. You could dogs, score right? the fight. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to try. I'm just being prepared just in case. I got it, got this it. This whole situation's gone down. I mean, yeah. we didn't sign up for this. Yeah, we didn't. I mean, we really had no choice. So, um, yeah, I mean, what do, you, what, do you, what do you feel like doing? All right, we have two choices here. You can wait till Mr. Penguin and the GIF man uh, sell <laughs> their score, and uh, we figure out what's going to happen next. Or we... Uh, we um, cut our losses and run now. I have a feeling, though, that in a, you know, the roguish part of me, knowing that this is a ship so large and so vast and able to cater so much, at the very least, we might be able to grab a little bit of um, goods to go before we are good to go. If you know what I mean. <laughs> that is twenty damage. Twenty damage. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh wait, no, I rolled twice because it was oh. a critical. No. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, nice. Wow. Um. I was gonna say, where is the uh, plus another nine? The the leader okay. or their, the leader of their uh, what the, these people are called on the uh, on the ship. Uh, the girly, the captain, the, the girly. Where, where's 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 that guy? At? Yeah, we should. Talk uh, to he him. is not. Uh, it it not sounds like the, the captain is usually makes a grand appearance at the ball, fashionably late, mm. and has not yet arrived. Of course. Okay. Uh, he's gonna arrive like Troy to the party with pizza, and just everything's on fire. <laughs> Uh, uh, 26 okay, for, so, my so second, no. for my extra um, stack. Okay. Yeah, you, I wanna, you're hitting I wanna, these, uh, these gifts. I want to I wanna do a solid to our our, uh, our, our, our co-captives here. So uh, I think I'm, uh, like, what, what I have to do, I have to roll, um, throw my dart, my little poison dart. Yeah, go ahead and roll initiative, and I'll put you in the uh, the combat order. Okay. 
Let's see here. This is 17. 17. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what did Luckbeak get on his again? Uh, 14, I think. 14. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. Um, uh, Avi, I can, you can use, you said you're going to throw a dart at the gif? Yes. Okay. Go ahead and roll that attack. Okay. So, which one? Like, is it, like, what do I do? Pick another dart, uh, another, uh, Yeah. So, you're rolling a d20 again, and then you add the attack bonus for that weapon. Okay. That unfortunately does miss. No! That's <laughs> All right, uh, now I have a question. Yes. Uh, the uh, main guy I was doing earlier, he's still in, he's in the same place, right? The the guy you impersonated? Yes. Yeah, him and his like mercenary friends are kind of like watching all of this go down with uh, vague interest. Mm. This is the most exciting ball they've been to since <laughs> the <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Right. Maybe I should have hit him with a dart. <laughs> For yeah. no reason. Love it. Yeah. Uh, Take him away and we could. Hmm. Actually, that's a good question. Avi, question. Next attack. Could you set, could you, um, can you knock out the main guy? Yes. If we do that, I can make it. Well, I'll do my little magic, and then uh, we'll see if we can turn this into a situation for it in our favor. Okay. Um, all right. Luckbeak. So let me, can I rewind in time for just a second, just to kind of set the scene here? Uh, no, no time travel allowed. Yup, all right. Uh, no, you're fine, you're good. Go um, as I am uh, pacing backwards, I'm like closing my eyes and like just counting my steps, but I'm also detecting, or casting detect thoughts on the GIF. Mm. Just to like, get a feel, like, what the fuck is he thinking? <laughs> like, uh, you're, uh, you, the only thing you really get is this is a GIF duel. Okay, I'm not delving deeper. And uh-huh. so on my turn, I turn around with my gun and I see Ravnus fucking fighting three people and a dart <laughs> is coming out of nowhere in the sky. And I like, I, I'm shooting at him, but um, I do not feel confident about this at all. Oh, you're, you're shooting at the, the guy you're dueling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. This has turned into a ballroom blitz. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a nine. A nine? Yeah, it goes wide. Um, however... Uh, uh, Nick, I need you to make a uh, deck saving throw. Deck saving throw, sure. Uh, that is going to be a 14. Oh, actually... Oh, you, okay. uh, you, sir, uh, this gif see- thinks he sees l- the shot from Luckbeak go wide, but he feels an intense pain in his hand, and he is going to take... And... 21 damage. Damn Jesus. it. Uh, he looks rough. Um, yeah, so basically he sees the shot go wide, but basically gets hit with a bullet anyway. Uh, and he flinches and another squirt of blood comes out. Uh, but he's still standing there square, and it is now his Wait, turn. Nick, I'm so panicked. I'm using my action surge. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it. Just do fucking it. pulling the trigger like three times. Oh, my gosh. That's a 21. 21, that hits him. All right, uh, he takes six damage. Six damage. He is looking rough. Okay. Uh, but he does not fall. No. Wow. Um, no. He raises his gun, and raises it straight up and fires. And the GIF who are fighting Ravnus immediately stand down, and he says, "You have proved to me that you can wield that weapon." Click, 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 click. So therefore, I am satisfied. Uh, you need a cigarette after? Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I, I reholster my gun and I say, "Well, uh, 
Uh, well met, and uh, how'd he do? Uh, he'll nod to you, and then go, uh, <laughs> and turn and groan and like hobble back to the table. <laughs> I, uh, I actually say, hey, hold on one sec, and I hold out my hand. Ooh. He heaves his pistol, and it's a gift-sized pistol. <laughs> no. And he hands it over to you, and it's like basically like a fucking science fiction fucking... Fucking <laughs> railgun. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. Yeah. I, I like, I, I, I heft it for a second and feel its weight. And then I go like, uh, hey, these ain't just for you, just so you know. And you hand it back to him. Yeah. And he he looks surprised, and he'll take it, and he'll go, I've learned that today. Ah, <laughs> I, like, turn around to walk away real cool, but, like, if somebody is on the other side of me, they see me go, <laughs> <laughs> fucking did it. Some random people around stand and start applauding. (laughs) (laughs) Including the mercenaries in the corner. And Ravnus, out of the corner of your eye, the mercenaries, as they stand there and applauding Lechbeak, you see through the armhole of this plasmoid something swimming in their mass. Mm. Something small. She uh, can she uh, like sort of like catch it at all to like uh, like catch it in her vision to like get a better idea of what it is. You can uh, make a make a perception check to see if you can get a better look. I'm not good at that. Oh no, I'm okay with that. Not when I roll a two. That's a six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't see it happen again, but there's definitely something that's not part of the plasmoid's body swimming through its body. It's gelatinous liquid body. Uh, she's going to nudge her date as a wrath and point. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's... There's something swimming in that. In the plasmoid? Yes. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do you want to do about it? It could be something. Something that we're looking for, perhaps. Do we confront them? I think so. And uh, she's going to uh, go up. And as she gets closer, can she tell anything better from this? Um, as Well, as you get closer, um, you see that um, the mercenaries now see you approaching. And the guy that you ran into in the hallway before um, sees you, and he stands to kind of, like, confront you. And he goes, and who the fuck are you? Um, his voice sounds nothing. Like like it did when you talked to him before. <laughs> She's just gonna kind of blow past him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk later. <laughs> um, she's uh, yeah, she's going to. Uh, I mean, does she reasonably believe that there's an illithid connection here? I think so. Uh, like you're, you're looking for something. You found the jar of brine yeah. in like the mercenary's room, and there is something swimming. In this plasmoid's body. <laughs> She's going to attack then. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. Go ahead and roll the attack. Uh, that's not very good. Uh, that's a 12. Okay. Um, so you kind of like miss most of its mass, but you do an, uh, hit enough 
to cut a slice through the shirt that the plasmoid is wearing, causing it to fall away, and you see an elithid tadpole swimming around inside. Yeah, she's going to keep trying to attack and destroy uh, the, it. The plasmoid <laughs> itself is like throwing up its arms and it's like form creates a mouth and it goes, what are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah, she's not going to respond and she's just going to keep uh, trying to get at yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> so make another attack roll. That's the same. It's a 12. Okay. It backs up and he's like, I don't, I don't want any trouble. Have it. And he just kind of ejects it out of his body and it lands on the ground flopping. It's like a little lamprey like mouth uh, gaping and its tentacles uh, like flailing wildly. Uh, she is going to try to kill it. <laughs> um, yeah. You could just easily just drive your sword down through it. Yeah. Um, and the plasmoid is like, Look, it was just the job. The collector wanted it for some reason. Who? I didn't get his name. What do you know about him? He's an eccentric collector. He has all kinds of weird animals. You have heard of somebody like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, when you guys were not on the Voidfarer, um, when you were down on the Vizier... The Voidfarer delivered a shipment of miniature giant space hamsters to an eccentric collector. But, um, but yeah, other than that, um, everybody seems to uh, calm down and the party kicks off. Uh, people are looking to you, Friedrich and Avi, to play music now. Well, it looks like we got a gig again. Uh, okay. All right. Let's see if for the treble, let's charge him. Yeah. Triple? Quadruple? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever you want. We're just glad you're here to fill in. Oh, good. We'll just have an empty check. Let's just start putting zeros. Oh, yeah. Just go Let's ahead and do start. it. Let's as do soon it. as we start playing, just add zero. <laughs> zeros. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you guys play, and uh, you guys can enjoy Space Prom. Um, and with that I think that's our episode yeah. thank you guys for showing up and listening and uh, putting up with us putting this on uh, and uh, give it up for our guests Justin Curry Juice Lee and Cliff B um, guys but uh, Justin Juice and Cliff um, if you would like to uh, let people know where they can find you or plug anything you guys are uh, working on yeah um, pick up my comic book called scrap uh it is at mpccomics.com or if you go to comiXology uh you can pick it up there it's scrap just scrap by itself but it's spelled with a k so uh other than that follow me on instagram at j-u-i-b-r-a-n-d so that's j-u-i brand um and then on twitter at juice lee and uh that is pretty much it uh you can follow me and a certain uh, unruly penguins antics on Twitter and Instagram at, on fan Facebook. Uh, just search for 2d6 music. And right now we actually have the Kickstarter going for our eighth album. Uh, you can get to that at, at tinyurl.com slash 2d6 K I C K S. And that takes you to it. Or you can go to Kickstarter and search 2D6. I assume they'd have something like that. I don't know how Kickstarter works. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we are we are already fully funded. So whatever you would decide to pledge at, you will get. So uh, come check that out. And, yeah, that's really all we do. Awesome. 
and my name is Justin Curry, and yes, I am just a musician uh, in real life. <laughs> uh, I play violin for a living. I've uh, both nationally and internationally. Uh, I've done several records. Uh, play a lot of everything from lo-fi to classical. Um, if you want to find my music, look at www.justincurryviolin.com. You can find me on Facebook, Justin Curry Violin, on uh, Instagram, J Violin Man. Uh, same with, that'd be the same for TikTok as well. Uh, and my YouTube is Justin Curry uh, Justin Curry Violin. The same thing. Um, if you're interested in any of my work, um, yeah, look up, get some music, fun times. Um, I'm also for hire. So thanks everyone. It's awesome. been fun. Sure. Thank you all. It was a good time. And uh, until next time. Bye. <laughs> Everybody leave. <laughs> <laughs>